What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Call Her Holy. I'm Laura Eldridge. And I'm Nicoletta Bradley. And today we are joined with one of our favorite people in the world. Her name is Kelly. And we are talking about something super exciting. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all definitely have seen Kelly on my Instagram because if you see another fellow blondie, she is definitely the one that is most present. (laughs) I know every once in a while, I'll just text Kelly and be like, literally, are you a model? Because (laughs) these like fly photos come out and I'm like, oh my gosh, who are you? You could be a model. That's so nice. That's so sweet. So cute. And... It doesn't make sense because we're going to talk about broken engagements today, which both of you guys have experienced, Kelly and Nico. But before we dive into the deep end, um, not to like rub in rings and all that, but we thought this would somehow be fitting. We are literally obsessed with Go Rings and they have chosen to be one of our sponsors um nicoletta tell us a little bit about go rings so yeah go rings is truly i'm really picky about jewelry y'all if you know me at all i am really peeved when rings turn your fingers green or you're working out and you got this cute new jewelry and then all of a sudden it falls apart and i recently a friend from tcu launched this amazing company and it launched in 2013 and it was a way um to help fundraise so i don't know if y'all have heard of the world race yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. the world race and it is an 11th month mission trip that goes to 11 countries and basically they did go rings as a way to fund people going on these trips and it's just been such a cool business and their rings just kind of took off and while it was originally designed for mission trips it has taken off into this adorable business and now they are 14 karat gold filled jewelry they have necklaces and rings and bracelets and earrings earrings all yeah. the things so go check them out. They are not only a beautiful jewelry, but they have a really good mission behind them. And I literally love it when we have uh, female business owners who are so incredible that you're just like, I just want to be friends with you. You're awesome. So. Literally. Go listen to our uh, episode where we talked to one of those girl bosses. She's Bolt and she launched her own business. So y'all, we talked to a lot of girl bosses. Check them out. Love it. Okay, let's jump in right into the deep end. Are y'all feeling, are y'all like ready to get uncomfy? they both looked at each other like (laughs) it's literally so funny because we've never recorded we're in the pod studio right now it's really early we've never been morning recorders this is exciting yeah we got our coffee we got our celsius i might be double fisting a celsius and a coffee (laughs) that's true and i kind of want to start off by um kind of telling why this is so powerful so if you followed along on the podcast so far you know that uh Broken engagement is a part of my story. If you've listened to my story, that's a big part of it. But what's really special about this episode is that the reason that Caller Holy exists is because I had a broken engagement. And so just to like give you a little bit of context, I will never forget. So like I said, like you've heard before, me and Laura were in premarital counseling, both the dudes we ended up not marrying. That's where we kind of hit it off. Totally. And like our love story. Yeah. (laughs) Laura and my love story started in our... As as we were about to get broken up with. (laughs) Or break up, whatever. Whatever. But it's cool because I remember right after I called off my engagement and right, I think you, you just gotten married. To Colby. I had gotten married in April and yes. then this was like around Christmas time when I was releasing my Devo and then yes. we started DMing and then connected and exactly because I sat down and it was a month after I'd called off my engagement and I sat with Laura and I was like man I just feel like God wants me to help women that are struggling with heartbreak and all these things but I just don't know how to do it and I go 
I feel like I want to start a podcast. And oh Laura, my gosh, that's so funny because I don't remember it that way. You don't remember I remember it? saying, let's start a podcast. No, I was like, we just <laughs> I just been wanting to like teach and I was like, I just want to start a podcast. But then you were like, then let's do it. Oh, and that's then bada bing, bada boom. That's why we're sitting here today. And that's why I'm so excited for Kelly. So Kelly, I want you to tell us a little bit about our friendship, how you and I met and just introduce yourself to the audience. Let people know who you are. Yeah, no, I was thinking about that. Like when you and I met, we got connected um, because we both did the Institute and someone. Which is a program me. at Watermark. You guys have heard it's a discipleship program. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Basically and a year of seminary if you want to dumb it down. Yeah, check it out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. Someone connected us because they, they knew me and you and they were both doing the Institute and then we met and it was like, wait, you called off an engagement too? And we just bonded over that and um, that both being a part of our story. And so... Um, okay, yeah. I, I want to hear the story because I know I've heard lots of pieces of Nico's, but will you tell us like when you were engaged, how long that was, what yeah. was the situation that led you to call it off? Yeah, so I think what's something Nico and I've talked about that's interesting is like her broken engagement. She was a believer abiding, walking with the Lord at at the time I was not. So, um, this was 2017 summer and I like considered myself, like I believe that the Lord saved me and that my salvation was secure, but I was not abiding or walking with the Lord at that time. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I started dating this guy when I was 19, um, in college and dated for six years. And, um, just the next step was to get engaged. Um, it just made sense. Like we had dated for so long, we had done long distance, all the things. And so, um, yeah, I got engaged summer of 2017 and two months into the engagement, just felt a complete lack of peace and unrest and, um, couldn't explain why I didn't understand. But looking back, I mean, we were both not like walking with the Lord. Our relationship was not God honoring. Um, but we had just been together for so long that um, it just made sense. And yeah. it's kind of a no-brainer. Um, so got engaged. Um, and then nine months later, called off the engagement. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so I'll ask you why in a second. But yeah. Nico, remind everyone briefly, because you've never really talked about it in depth here. Yeah. Remind everyone briefly why like your engagement story. Totally. Yeah. So if, go back and listen to my story. We've done that a couple months ago. If you want like more depth of beginning to end of who I am, but pretty much dated this guy. We met at Watermark and we dated for two years. Like the big difference between me and Kelly's story is that Kelly wasn't a believer, but I was. Yeah. So you have to take into consideration that I was in the Christian bubble. Two years is a really long time. Yeah. To for date. our circles, it's like, whoa. Yeah. And so for me, everyone was like, why are you not engaged yet? And so in my mind, I'm like, yeah, like engagement's the next step. And for those that walked really closely to me, I really wrestled in that relationship of like, I could tell that we did want different lifestyles in our future but I was like this makes sense he's a believer I'm yeah. a believer like we get along and it should work and so we got engaged and then similar to you like I just felt like the Lord gave me this unrest but I kept encouraging like counseling we could go meet with mentors and in my mind I'm like you always hear if you're both believers it should work yeah but I realized I mean, if I'm being fully transparent, I'll never forget. I was reading in turmoil, like tears rolling down my face. I was like, God, why do I feel this pit in my stomach? And I was reading Hebrews 11, and I'll never forget. It said, by faith, I'm asking you to walk away. And I called it off the next day because for me, like I heard the Lord audibly say, 
I'm asking you to trust me and I'm asking you to walk away. Wow. It was the hardest thing I've ever had to do. Wow. Which backstory, Hebrews 11, is literally called the Hall of Faith because it talks about all these acts that faithful people did. And it goes through by faith, da 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 all these people's stories. By faith, Noah built an ark when there was literally no rain in sight. Yeah. And so that's when you felt like God was saying, Nico, by faith, I'm asking you to walk away. And little context for y'all, like at the time I was a full-time spin instructor in my world was very social media um, heavy. And so mine wasn't just friends and family knew. No, I was seeing 150 clients on a daily basis that not to use this word lightly, that were really excited about my relationship. So it was like, <sighs> I would run into people in central market constantly being like, Oh my gosh, how are you? Where's the ring? Oh my gosh. Like I would get DMs constantly yeah. before and after because they were invested in this relationship, which made it extra hard. Yeah, that is so hard, especially when y'all are wedding planning. I don't know how far down the road you got, but regardless, like you have a ring on your finger, your families know about it. People are excited. And statistically, it is more probable that people will get a divorce than break off an engagement yeah statistically totally it's harder to call off an engagement than call off a marriage and so you guys i mean that's some pretty thick courage i'll be honest i would love to know what gave you the courage to call it off i think um kelly was there a tug in your spirit about jesus was was did that have something to do with you calling off your engagement or what was the situation yeah for sure so um like i said like i i was just not walking or abiding with the Lord at that time. So like I was going to Watermark. I was like in a community group. I was serving all the things, but I was just very much like one foot in, one foot out. And so had this relationship that was like not God honoring, um, but was still plugged in and like going to Watermark. So very much like conflicted. Um, And yeah, I think really what um, really got to me was we started going through Merge, the premarital counseling that you guys were talking about. (laughs) Where me and Laura's (laughs) story started. (laughs) Where you guys met. Um, I came out of Merge with a relationship. That's all I have to say. Listen, Colby and I collectively have done Merge four times (laughs) between the two of us. (laughs) So uh, maybe Merge needs to sponsor this. Honestly, shout out. Go to Merge. (laughs) Oh, I love it. Dude, honestly yeah so we started merge and I remember just thinking like man I I can't sit here and say that I'm fully devoted to Christ in this relationship Mm -hmm. and I remember going to merge and being like I know know nothing about how a marriage is supposed to look from a biblical perspective like I you know I was just very convicted and I remember leaving that being like I don't know if I can do this wow so you're started with kind of hey my personal relationship with the Lord is off yeah. And therefore it's causing me to have doubts about this relationship. Yeah. Like I couldn't confidently say like, yes, we are both fully running after God. I'm so proud of you, Kelly, because a lot people feel that and we get DMs all the time and people feel that, but they're so invested and they're like hopeful. Yeah. And this is the wrong time to be hopeful. You know, when you are about to stand at the altar it's the wrong time to be hopeful you need to be sober is what you need to be and the yeah. wrong time to be doubtful yeah like hopeful or doubtful if you're seeing at the altar yeah. being like i hope this gets better or i'm doubting like tremendously yeah. like those are two extremely red flags 
as you move forward into a lifelong commitment. Which yeah. is why it's so important. I want to get into practicals with y'all too for people who are wrestling right now listening like, wait a second, should I? It's a big decision, but it's also you need people in your life who are going to help you know like whether this is cold feet and anxiety because you're afraid of commitment because of whatever happened in your past and your daddy issues and you're scared of somebody getting close to you or whatever that is versus I am actually like uneasy and God is saying this is this is the time to walk away away. i do want to ask you how far did you get into wedding planning so not very far luckily um i basically started having doubts like two months in and we had just started planning so not very far and then we put the planning on pause so we were still engaged okay but not planning was that you that paused it like when you first got engaged were you like yes 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 and then all of a sudden you were pursuing the lord and things started getting doubtful like tell us a little bit more about that yeah i think it was just like i mean when we got engaged we didn't really talk like we didn't talk about it a ton. It was just kind of like this understanding that we are going to get engaged because that's what you do after dating for five years, you know? And then, um, yeah, we got engaged. And then like two months later started having doubts, had a conversation with him and it was, and everyone was like, well, you're just, you're probably just like stressed. Like that's what it is. And I was like, dude, no, I'm like, I'm like paralyzed. Like I, um, and so we were like, let's just be engaged. And I just, I was just so paralyzed that I could not, even fathom making any kind of decision of calling it off because like my identity was so built into this relationship and it was like it was a part of me okay I love what you just said because that's an example of people are just kind of saving face if you will and saying what's comfortable and easy of keep going it's fine you're probably just nervous and you knew in your spirit like this is not this is not right yeah and it's crazy like we were talking about um you know I know how you said like you were proud of me for calling it off but it's like no, the Lord like truly did not give me a peace. Like I, I couldn't have moved forward even if I like tried. And I remember praying like, I want to move forward. Like no one wants to call off an engagement. Yeah. Like that's not yeah. fun and that's never part of your plan. But the Lord just totally did not give me a peace in my spirit. And I just, I could not shake it. Like no matter how hard I tried, I tried like everything and it just Gosh. did not go away. Okay. Well, I'd love to hear this for each of you. What do you feel like was the hardest part? I know there are probably so many different things. Your lives are so intertwined with, with these guys, but what do you feel like was one of the hardest parts of that season for you? Yeah, I think, I mean, back to what I just said about like my identity was so wrapped up in this relationship. It was like, this is who I was. I was this guy's fiance. We had been together for so long. So, so much of my identity was rooted in that, that like basically the thought of that failing or falling apart, like just totally rocked my world. Like I didn't know who I was outside of this relationship. And um, I think just the thought of like starting over and explaining to people, I mean, I was just completely paralyzed. Like I remember thinking I'm going to have to quit my job like I'm gonna have to move home like I don't I just don't know how I'm gonna be able to carry on and I think because my like my identity was so rooted in that and it wasn't rooted in Christ and who he says that I am and so I think like when that started crumbling like my whole world started falling apart did you end up quitting your job let me ask that uh no I didn't I but didn't you, but so you're you're uh spiraling into this place yes. of like this is who I am and yeah. I don't know who I am without that yeah I relate to that even my music career which I've talked about in my story on a previous episode where I had to figure out who I am without this thing that had become my identity yeah um okay that's a really good point Nico what do you feel like was the hardest part for you Yeah, and before I go into that, I do want to just say, like, this isn't just in a broken engagement. Like, I feel like that is such an easy place to fall 
in a relationship in general if you're not being built on the rock and you're being built on the sand because no matter what you are going to find your identity either in christ or in the world or you're going to teeter-totter between the two yeah but like man i think a breakup is one of the hardest things for your identity it's you've been finding your identity in this person for so long and like i love your story so much because it's it's literally a testament of god's grace to go i love you too much for you to continually find your identity in this person for the rest of your life yeah you know and i think for me honestly the hardest part because i was walking with the lord i think the hardest part for me was deciphering between god's voice my feelings and others opinions yeah that's really hard and so because in my mind one of the things that I realized that I did incorrectly was I would seek the advice of people that would tell me what I wanted to hear. Mm. So I would go to a friend who was a counselor. And so she would never give me an answer. She would just ask me good (laughs) questions. Or I would go to my mentor who had a hard dating experience, Mm. but then had a really great marriage. So she would then go, yeah, you're, this is normal. You're going to be okay. Because for me, I wanted to be married so badly that I was like, I'm going to trust this person's opinion and their story rather than getting quiet before the Lord and asking him what he wants. Because it was a fight between, obviously Nicoletta loves this man and wants to marry him. But my spirit is giving me a check, but then my friends and family are giving me different advice every single day. Like I'm hearing you should stay, you should go, you should get counseling, you should talk to mentors. Oh, this is normal. Oh, that's not normal. And so it was just this constant, like, what do I do? And we are going to get eventually into like what God taught me. But one of the hardest things was deciphering what to do because I had so many voices in my head. That is really, really hard. What's really crazy is that there's a verse that talks exactly to what you're saying when you said you desperately wanted marriage and that plays a factor in in all of our decisions and it can really blind us. And Psalm 115 literally talks about idolatry, which is putting anything over God. And as single girls, especially the older we get, we're just like, we can get kind of like, this is what I want at any cost. Mm -hmm. And I've sat with people and said, don't get married. Like, this is not a good thing. Your fiance is still in the thick of a porn addiction that he can't You know what I mean? Like he's not going to war with. And then I watch them get married and I'm like, okay, this is exactly what we said is going to happen. And now you're lonely and you're worse off than before. And anyway, so uh, there's a Psalm, Psalm 115 that talks about how those who make idols become like them. They have ears, but cannot hear. They have eyes, but cannot see. It's literally saying, hey, the things that you're putting over God are making you stupid Mm. and blind. Like, it is so hard to see. And, and listen, I'll be honest. I was there. I wanted marriage so bad. It was an idol for me. So I relate to you. This is not from a high horse. I'm just saying, like, that is, that really hits. And one thing I do want to add that we didn't say in the beginning that I think it's the most powerful part of this episode is that Kelly and I are sitting here, best friends, 30 and still single. Yeah. Like, I really do want you listeners to hear that, that we're not sitting here like we called off engagements in the back day. We met at Watermark Institute and now we're both happily two, dating. Two weeks after it led me to my husband. And yes. we're perfect now. <laughs> and he like, God healed us. He redeemed us. And now I've got a baby on the way. Yeah. It's like, no, the whole purpose of this episode is to show that like, man, we listen to God's voice, but that doesn't necessarily mean that on the other side of obedience is marriage and a baby. 
or wealth and success or yeah. whatever that thing is that you believe if you listen to God, you should be rewarded. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think you're, you hit the nail on the head. Like just because you called off, you did this noble thing doesn't mean like, Hey, God's going to give you more of like the exact thing that you want. Yeah. It just means like you're going to be rewarded in heaven for every faithful act. There's another verse that talks about that that says literally there is no faithful act that will go unrewarded. And that doesn't mean you're going to get a better husband. That doesn't mean you're going to get, you know, a massive house or whatever it is that you want. So that's yeah. a really good point, y'all. But I will say like we were talking about this um, is like the Lord did provide in so many ways after. Like I, I was just thinking about. You know, I met some of my very best friends, like the community I got after was just incredible. And just like the cause and effect of what happened after, like the Lord did provide in those ways. That's um, really good. So let's actually talk about after for a second. So yeah. you've broken off these engagements and now you're in this place where your identity is being shaken up. I'm imagining your friend groups had to change. Nico, I know that, yeah. you know, you had, can I say this? You yeah. had run-ins of like, okay, I'm running into his friends and things like that. Everywhere. It's just, yeah, it's yes. just really hard and you kind of have to remake yourself. So talk about some of the turmoil and how your friends and family responded and all of that, like in the aftermath of breaking off an engagement. Yeah, totally. That's a great question. I know for me, it was really hard. Kind of what I mentioned, like I was in a really... Um, public place of just being a spin instructor. Yeah. And so I was teaching anywhere from one to three classes a day with 55 bikes in the room. So imagine like getting asked. Yeah. Is that was, yeah. You know, and so I went from everyone hyping up, throw me an engagement party in my spin studio to then coming back to teaching spin without a ring on my finger and the whole room being like, what just happened? We just threw you a party two <gasps> months ago. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And for me, it just came down to there wasn't this big reason. It wasn't like I could sit here and say, oh my gosh, he did this or I did this or that we cheated on each other. It was just like, all I have to say is that God asked me to walk away mm. and what I'm doing is obedience, which I think was even harder yeah. because yeah. people want a reason. They're like, to say. They, they want to hate him. They want to yeah. be like, okay, I'm going to raise the pitchfork. What did he do to you? Totally. you know? And it's almost like you want that too, because then it's like, okay, a tangible thing that I can tie this to. Yeah. And that was the hardest part for me was that I didn't have this tangible thing. I couldn't say that he was this terrible guy or I made this massive mistake because I got wasted one day and hooked up with someone else. It was literally like what you saw on Instagram was this picture perfect relationship and truly I mean like the engagement was beautiful the pictures were all over the place like it was crazy but God was like I'm asking you to walk away yeah and so the aftermath for me was hard because I couldn't give someone a reason yeah and I will never forget this moment because I kept being like I want a reason yeah. and I got quiet with the Lord this was like two months after my broken engagement and I will never forget this moment I heard the Lord whisper, your relationship isn't ending because one of you is right and one of you is wrong. Your relationship ended because on this side of eternity, sin exists. Mm. And I'll never forget, that just gave me this wave of peace of going, I have something to blame. It's sin. Sin is the why we have broken relationships. Yeah. Sin is why we experience hardship and pain and heartbreak. Sin is the thing I'm going to blame, which allowed me to move forward. Like, I mean, my journey with this was every month it was a new stepping stone. Every It was like two steps forward, one step back. Emotionally? All, emotionally, yes. Yeah. But that was such a big reason because I finally was like, I don't need to blame myself. I don't need to blame you. 
I get to blame the fact that sin is in the world and God never intended broken engagements to happen. That's really good. I want to I want to key in on that really quickly because that shows a lot of maturity and I think as part of our healing after breakups, the natural response is to just get really mad at the guy and to blame him. And we've said this before, but like male bashing is just not it, ladies. Like it's just not it. And you can rightfully even if the guy has wronged you in a thousand ways, like you can rightfully be honest about that without calling him, you know, names and acting like he is the worst thing on earth. He might be. And it's, it's right that you feel hurt and God is not happy about what happened to you, but choose to honor. Uh, You were going to talk about a verse about that, Nico. Yeah. And I think one thing I want to add before Kelly goes is that God just put this on my heart very early on, like two weeks after, because everyone and their mom was asking me what happened, what happened. Like I would get DMs eight months later being like, I went to your spin class one time and I saw you had a ring on your finger. Like, can you tell me what happened? I'm like, I don't even know who you are. Like this continued for, I mean, I think a year and a half after I I got the DM. But God put the verse Ephesians 4.29 on my heart. And this has changed my life, not just in sense of breakups, but just in any relationship I have. It's do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths. Only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. And like, that was like an arrow to my heart because I remember being like, if someone asks what happens, I will only say something that will benefit my ex-fiance. That's good. I will never slander him. And yes, like my closest community knew like the harder details of it, but the world didn't need to know anything else except that God asked me to walk away. He was a good man and like, I wish him the best. Yeah. And so my encouragement to whether you're going through a broken engagement or a breakup or even like a friendship breakup or someone at work hurt you, any sort of situations, like we are called higher to only speak what will benefit those who hear us. Yeah. What about you, Kelly? Tell us about like what was har- the hardest part for you. Or aftermath. After. Like- yeah, I think the same thing that you said, Nico, of like <clears throat> there wasn't a, a super hard and fast reason. And I think just I had to come to the fact of Hey, people aren't gonna understand. That's um, good. Like, and it doesn't. It doesn't make sense to the world. Like, it doesn't make sense to call off a five-year relationship because I felt like the Lord was nudging me. Like, that's not gonna make sense to people. Yeah. Um. And so, just understanding, like, hey, this is the right thing to do. It's gonna be okay. Like, it's gonna take a little time to get over it, but like, you're gonna be okay. And I remember, I actually, um, in the midst of this, I was going through regeneration, which is watermarks um, recovery ministry and i remember someone handing me a card with the verse john 10 10 on it Mm -hmm. i've come so that you may have life and have it abundantly and they wrote on the card the lord is calling you to abundant life he's not calling you away from it and so Mm -hmm. like calling off my engagement was going to lead me to more abundant life because it was going to allow me to follow jesus more wow that's really good okay on that note what are some signs that Uh, maybe not just for you guys, but for people listening that their relationship or engagement, what are some signs that it's time to call it off? I mean, first thing that comes to mind, if it's it's like leading you into sin, Mm -hmm. um, and if it's not a relationship that's honoring to the Lord, if if you're calling yourself a believer and you're both not fully um, chasing after God, I would really encourage um, a pause or reconsider like if you should be with that person because you want to be with someone who is going to encourage you in the faith, push you in the faith, um, just be that 
spiritual leader um, that that men are called to be. Um, and so I think you just want someone who's going to challenge you, make you better. Yeah, I think that's really good. And I think you have to get quiet with the Lord mm. because you are going to get a different opinion from Instagram. You're going to get a different opinion from TikTok, from your non-Christian friends, from your Christian friends, from your family. Like you have like the world's voice is going to be really, really loud. And I love first Corinthians two sixteen because it says for who has known the mind of the Lord. So as to instruct him, but we have the mind of Christ. Mm. And I love that verse because we forget that the whole point of having the Holy spirit is that his definition or whatever or title is helper. Like he is the one that is going to help you and he is the one that's going to instruct you and if you have accepted him into your heart and into your life like he literally promises as first corinthians 2 16 says like we have the mind of christ and he will instruct us in the way that we go and i always go back to this is like i asked so many people for their advice like that's literally why me and laura connected is because i saw that she went to merge with this guy and the next thing I saw that they weren't together. And I remember, oh, that's right. do you remember this? I remember it. And I remember being like, I want to message this girl and ask her what gave her the strength to walk away. Because I figured if I got to talk to her, maybe she could impart wisdom enough to me to give me the strength to do it. And that was before you broke, 100%, broke it off. But I didn't have oh, the balls yeah. to message you. And then we got coffee. But then what's cool is that what it's taught me, and it's truly the foundation for the rest of my life was, it wasn't until I got quiet with the Lord, had my Bible in front of me and took every voice out, including my own, that God said through his word, like it literally says, my word is a lamp into your feet and a light into your path. Like God literally heard him audibly say, walk away by faith, walk away. And it wasn't from people's opinions. And I think one of the biggest lessons that the Lord taught me through it all was trust my words over your wants. That's good. Because I wanted to be married. Yeah. I wanted to have a family. Yeah. I wanted to keep this ring on my finger, but God just literally put me in the center of like, are you going to trust my words? Or are you going to trust your ones? Yeah. And what's been cool is, and I think Kelly, you can attest to this is like, yes, you and I 30 and single, I would do it over and over again because when I called off my engagement, y'all, I was in a season. I had like three friends. Yeah. Like that relationship was really hard and it was also during COVID and a lot of things had happened to where like my circle was really small. Yeah. And I love what you said with John 10, 10, like my life is abundant. Yeah. Like I have so many friends and it's so much sweeter than being married because this is what God had. Yeah. Sometimes you like fear the most. I remember this from breakups, like starting over is the biggest fear and it ends up being the biggest blessing. Because when you rebuild, you find friendships, you find pieces of yourself that you never knew were there. And it's amazing. It can be if you're doing it with the Lord alongside community. Yeah. And I rem remember um, just like my family telling me like, hey, we love the person that you're with, but we don't want you to marry someone that like you don't want to marry. Like, yeah, And that was good. just so freeing for me because I think I you feel the pressure and people have these expectations and you know, like by calling this off, I'm going to let people down. I'm going to disappoint people. And I remember just the freedom of them saying like, Hey, 
we don't want you to be married if you don't want to be married to this person. Like, and that was just so freeing for me. That's really good too. And that might serve as um, a good point for somebody who doesn't have that family saying that, who's like, girl, just get it, get it together. Just make it past the aisle. This is what it is. A good like check in your spirit might be, I don't want to marry him. You know, like yeah. you, no one's forcing you to marry him. No, if they are, and even yeah. if the wedding is planned, I want the girl to hear this. You have permission, even if your wedding it's tomorrow. Absolutely, to call it off. Absolutely. Yeah, I remember having the conversation of I'm having doubts and I'm unsure, and it was it's heart wrenching, but it's so much more loving than to be honest with someone and to communicate where you're at than to just move forward and get married to someone. Like that's actually hurting them more and hurting you more than um, having a really hard conversation or co- doing something really hard like calling off. It's, it's going to be way more loving in the long run. Because think about it, You don't want this guy to be like, I-, I married you because I put a ring on your finger and I felt like I had to. Like that's so Yikes. painful. I would rather you call it off because you don't see a future with me yeah then get married because you feel like you have to yeah like to the girl who is sitting in the middle right now going should i or shouldn't like that in itself is a reason to step back yeah you should be able to walk down that aisle confident and i've always heard it put this way like when you're making a big decision when you have this big decision from you such as marriage you might not feel overwhelming joyful peace like there's no doubt in your mind like you're gonna have small doubts like this is a new season a new thing it's scary but what i've been reflecting on too is instead of looking for overwhelming peace in a huge decision look for a disruption of peace in the decision Mm. because god will as me and kelly said even if you're walking with the lord faithfully or a newer believer new in your faith like God will disrupt your spirit if you're walking with him in some way, shape, or form because he loves you enough to not let you go in blind. And so God will be like, no. And I think the key is like what you said earlier of getting still with the Lord. I think the other part of it is knowing his word because when you're in a relationship like that, you think things are normal that aren't normal. And you think you're, blinded by, you're love. blinded by love. You think that the way that you're being treated sometimes is really normal and signs of manipulation or gaslighting or honestly abuse. Like you might think that's normal and it's not. And so I, I think trust yourself least, you know what I mean? When it comes to things like that as well too, it's better to wait. Like why why rush it? Even if you're like, hey, we have to tell 500 people that we've invited that we're moving the wedding four months down the road. That's okay. Go to um, watermark.org and you can find stuff for literally merge and and go through that kind of counseling to see. You don't have to be in Dallas. Like the, there are churches who do merge all over the nation. And so you can find some of that stuff. And if you're in New Zealand, like we got some DMs from New Zealand the other day. We love you guys. Um, uh, We'll send you that material. We would love to get our hands on it and send it to you if you need it. Okay, y'all, we are actually going to cut this off right now. Um, I know you are probably on the edge of your seat. You want to hear more. I want to hear more. Thank y'all so much for being vulnerable. We are going to come back at you with another part to this series. So stay tuned. We love you. Go get your go rings. They're really cute. Nico and I have 
have a lot of them and we're really thankful to be decked in some jewelry that yeah, has baby. a great purpose. Part two coming at you soon where we answer your DMs and we go in a little bit deeper into our stories. You guys are the best. No one.